When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Louda, what do you got? Guys, I'm really excited. As you guys know, I love going to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. But what I didn't like, even though I need it in my life, is that little walk from Mickey's and Friends. Oh, yeah, the tram is not working. No, but you know what? It's okay because- Your they- girl got her steps? I mean, I did, Cap, but don't don't interrupt the flow here, okay? <laughs> the tram is back. Oh, oh, it is. Good it news. Is. Yes, February 23rd, the tram is returning. So now you don't have to do that walk. You know what? Probably shouldn't complain because it's half a mile, and I need that in my life because I'm a little fluffy right now. Fluffy? I saw that picture we took, Cap, and I'm like- Like the comedian? I mean, I'm not that fluffy. You know, <laughs> I mean, I've been I'm just that saying, fluffy. Like, that's his name. <laughs> I've yeah. been that fluffy in my life, but- you know, I'm a little chunky monkey right now, and I'm like, you I need You and me this. both. <laughs> no, no, no. You look good, dude. I saw the picture. You look good. Oh, really? But if you didn't like the walk, the tram will be returning February 23rd. Disneyland announced today that the tram is back. There you go. So mm-hmm. the, for those of you that are Disneyland connoisseurs, uh, you can uh, now get back on the tram. Yeah, I was wondering, like, when I was walking, because I hadn't been there in so long. I almost forgot, like, mm-hmm. where, like, you had to get on it. And then I kept walking, and I was realizing, oh, yeah. <laughs> Probably because of COVID, they don't have right. it. Right. So if yeah. you did park like on the bus light year and like the woody side, they mm-hmm. do have the buses. But man, that line and it's enclosed. And I no, like I was tram, parked you know? at like Donald Duck or something. Right. Like that. So yeah, you yeah. parked in Mickey and Friends. Yeah, so yeah. or the Pixar one if you're yeah. on the other side. Yeah. So if you park there, because that's where I like to park, yeah. you will not have to walk. What I will like? say this. I will say this. Um, I do like the reservation system because the lines mm-hmm. are super short. Well, tell me. I was going to ask you guys. I haven't been to Disneyland in a while. Okay. What's What's the crowd like right now? If If you were to go. Not this weekend, but, you know, just on a general weekend. Because, George, you were there Sunday, right? Yeah, and it was like the longest wait I had was 20 minutes. Oh, really? Yeah. It was pretty good. For everything? Well, we only did like the little kitty stuff. Okay, the kitty race. Yeah, because if you're doing like uh, Space Mountain, it's still kind of a wait. But it is better than like when they didn't have the reservation. So I agree with you. I like it. And Cap, since you're in studio, I am going to teach you how to reserve. Oh, thank you. Just remind me. I got you. Thank you. I got you. All right. Mm -hmm. But that is what you guys needed to know. Tram is back. Very helpful. Very, very helpful information. Yeah. Um, all right, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Um, so Papa Ish, who likes to, uh, is a big fan of the show, who listens, uh, and we appreciate him, his tweets and his his patronage to the show. Shout out Papa. Uh, he says, the Rockets offered John Wall in a first rounder to the Lakers and Rob declined. WTF. I see no difference between these two um, having where the Lakers stand this season with either of them on the books. I would have just taken the first rounder. Wow, y'all know anything. Now, According to this Bleacher Report thing, that's what Chris Haynes is reporting. Mm-hmm. I don't I, – listen, Haynes is great at his job. I did not hear that. I actually heard they asked for the Lakers' first rounder. Um, I heard it the other way. So maybe that's just written wrong, like on Bleacher Report, uh, which is very possible because they're an aggregator site. But, like, I was under the impression that it was the Rockets were asking for 
um, a first rounder. Well, all I know is this, is that earlier today, before the trade deadline had come and gone, I would have done anything I could have done to have gotten rid of Russ. And it's not just purely him. It's not like he's such a terrible guy. I mean, yeah, I think he's a little delusional. That press conference two nights ago, followed up by all of a sudden he's hurt and he couldn't play last night. But I would have done anything I could have to have gotten rid of him. But then again, I just got to say on the other hand, he didn't play last night. That was LeBron and AD and the rest of the roster that they put together, and that's the result. So with Russ or without Russ, they stink right now. Mm-hmm. And I can't see it getting much better, George. No, I don't either. Um, look, John Wall would have been better. Um, he's a better defender. He's more of a pure point guard. He's still not a good shooter, but they don't really need that much shooting. Um, yeah, like... I, yeah, I just don't think that that would have helped them. They still wouldn't have been a championship team with John Wall. No, there, there's something so wrong with this team, and it's not just Russell Westbrook's arrival, how much he makes, what his game is, how it translates around the other guys. It's not just all the other pieces of the roster that they put together. We can all see that. You know what we can't see? What's really wrong with these guys. Something There is something in this locker room, something in this organization that has completely zapped LeBron James of his energy right now for this game. Seriously, like watching him last night admit to everybody, I'm exhausted. I'm physically and emotionally wiped out from everything that's going on. Something is wrong that we can't see. I don't know what it is. It's a chemical issue. It's not just purely a basketball issue, my opinion. Oh, you mean a chemistry issue, not a chemical issue. Yeah, chemical, chemistry, you know, chemicals. You know, you know, there's chemicals, and they're part of chemistry, right? I was like, chemicals? Yeah, yeah, chemicals. Yeah. You know what I meant? Chemical issue. Was I the only one that heard that and went like chemicals? Most yeah, people were like, I just chalked it off. Yeah, and chalked it up as a right, cap, right, a capism, you know, right. capism. Right. Yes, mm-hmm. people were yeah. like, he's rolling. Let him go. Yeah, just let him go. Oh, George, you got so many people on the phone here who want to get on the. Yeah, air. yeah. Let's talk to these people real quick. Hold on a second. Um, let's go. By the way, O'Shea uh, texted in during the break. He said, "Looking for George's morsels made me uncomfortable." Yeah, <laughs> I I understand what you're saying, O'Shea. And O'Shea, you have any feedback on Osteria Romantica? And yeah, uh, I, I, yeah, you took your girl to a restaurant that has romance in the name. Right. I thought that was a good move. By yeah, you. so did I. She didn't quite get it at first either. I was oh, like, really? look at the name of the place. And she was like, oh, I just got these new contacts. I can't really see someone. I'm like, oh, good God, man. It's called Osteria Romantica. Yeah. And she's like, oh, that's a nice name. I'm like, no, don't you get it? Romantica. I'm not romantic. I brought you to a romantic place. It's in the title. And what did she say? Then? She said, oh, that's cute. That's cool. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you tried really hard and she was still... <laughs> like it did not have the effect that you wanted. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Terry. Oh, my God. Terry. Terry. Um... Have you ever had like one of those moments on a date, Terry, whether you, it's with your wife or maybe previously or whatever? I don't know if you're married or not or, you know, your significant other where it just you tried to do something really nice and it just like they weren't getting it. Terry dropped. Damn it. Gosh, just dropped. He must, not, he must not have liked the setup. That was a really good setup. He, he I thought. felt uncomfortable. Well, he, he said LeBron is being a bad leader. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, what is what is he supposed to what else is he supposed to do here? Like, I don't know. Like, whatever. Let's go to Drake in Riverside. Drake, what's up? 
Hello, Drake. Yo, Trizzy. is this is this Drake from State Farm? Trizzy. All right, see you later. Next, jo this is why I hate taking calls. Don't hate it. Don't hate it, George. I hate taking calls. Don't do people it. Aren't ready? Okay. Right. Let's see what Listen, we can do. This is what we need when you're when you're on hold. Listen and be efficient. Okay. In and out. Okay. Like the burger chain. All right. Johnny, go ahead, Johnny. Johnny, Johnny from San Divas. Johnny from San Hey guys, great show. Thank hey, you. I was just wondering uh, how the Laker fans. I understand their loyalty and they want better. But I'm, I'm a longtime Trojan fan, and we just went through our war season. We lost five games at the Coliseum. What a nightmare of the game was. I had season tickets. I know I know we want better for the Lakers, but you know what? Uh, this, this team, if it doesn't place one, two, three, or four, it's not going anywhere. I mean, we knew that the, the, our season was over, you know, the second game after we played at USC. So I'm hoping for brighter days and brighter things. But, you know, this season, you're not going to make it anywhere with your eight, nine, or, or seven, you know, you're no. not going to make it anywhere. Right. So I got a lot of sympathy. And Cap, I just want to tell you a little advice, real quick. Uh, the main thing about girls, it's like the Cindy Lauper song. Girls want to have fun. You're a funny guy, kind of nerdy, but you're a funny guy, so that's a good thing. <laughs> but guys, and you know what, guys just want to have. I'm out. Well, hold on a second, George. Hold on a second. Funny how? Funny? What? what what's so funny about me? No, no, he's oh, a big boy. God. He knows what he said. Funny how? What's so funny about me? Funny guy, nerdy guy. I mean. Listen, I thought after getting divorced, I was married for 17 years. I thought after getting divorced, I'd pretty much learned a whole lot about women, which to me was. Clearly not. Well, no, I know. No. But, but I think what I, I think what I thought was just do what you're told, man. You know what I mean? They say happy wife, happy life. Just do what you're told. See. I thought Clearly I, did not learn, sir. I thought I was doing that. No, no. Let me go to Nate. Nate Dog in the LBC. Hey, guys. Um, I just wanted to say I think the Lakers really kind of lost their uh, identity, their true identity. All the yes. time the Lakers have always played through the paint, played big. They're trying to play Golden State Warrior basketball. They're running around trying to shoot a bunch of threes. They need to pound the ball into the paint just like you used to do with Kareem, just like you used to do with Shaq, just like you did with Bynum and Gasol. And uh, I think they could turn this thing around. Anyway, that's well, I, I mean, LeBron was playing in the paint. Remember earlier in the season, Nate, um, LeBron was playing center. <laughs> um, and so they were for a minute and it kind of was helping, but not enough, I guess. So and, you know, I guess he didn't also want to take the pounding for that long. I like um, that Nate still has hope, though. You know, I, I yeah, I, I'm kind of surprised it. a little. I, I, I was thinking that today callers were going to call and everybody was just going to say it's over it's done wrap it up lebron might as well not even play the rest of the year get your body right but there's a lot of people saying they still think there's a chance what is the indication that there is still a chance what am i missing i, I just think it's you know fandom is you know fan is short for fanatical and you're, you're you know you always have hope right i guess but you i'm know, a not, very optimistic guy they're not mathematically eliminated, right? So I guess right. there's always this hope. But, but I'm optimistic. I'm an optimistic person, A. And B, I'm a motivational speaker. So I you feel are. I feel like, you know. You Wait a second. What? You're a motivational speaker? Well, at least I think I am. You I know? <laughs> you know? Yeah, okay. So so I feel like, you know, LeBron could get up in front of this team and say, hey, guys, look. Yeah. yeah. It hasn't gone our way yet. Yeah. We, you know, we haven't been healthy. Yeah. We've had all these issues. Things haven't worked out the way we'd hoped, okay? We, we aren't the Rams this year. We thought right. we were going to be. We aren't. 
So, but guys, there's still so much basketball left to be played. Yeah. I believe LeBron could make an impassioned plea to his team that there is still time to make impact. But then I watched his press conference last night, and I'm like... Yeah, but they, no, he knows they're not good enough. I was going to say, don't you think he's tried that already? Yeah, I mean, it's game like 52 or Well, that's why I'm asking the question then. <laughs> why, why, are, why am I getting a call here today, George, from Nate Dogg in the LBC saying, hey, there's still hope. Right, he thinks maybe there's still hope, but clearly, like the team realizes there's limitations. Isn't that funny? The the fans say there's hope. The team says there's no hope. <laughs> the team has given up. The yeah. fans haven't given up. This portion of the show is presented by Alignment Health Plan, changing healthcare one person at a time. All right, I look. Let's do this, okay? Let's focus on like what could still happen right like how all right so this is the deal this is the team right what you know we can argue about what they could have done the reality is they there was nothing to be done and palinka had a message we'll tell you what that message is coming up in just a moment now let's talk about the play of the week the pressure to follow up hypnotic and cognac weighing heavy on the team hypnotic was in the cup blue and ready for the play and boom Añejo tequila came in with a smooth assist to hypnotic's tropical fruit finish Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Very romantic-y, slowy. This is, oh man. I haven't heard this song in a long time. Maybe ever. Do you know why I'm playing it? Why are you playing Selena Dreaming of You? Because I wanted a championship and I'm going to be dreaming of it. Oh, I see. Mission 18 ain't happening for you, huh? Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. Mission 18 is over? Do you think we need to change those promos with right. Mario on <laughs> right. it? Right, from now on, instead of it saying, the Lakers are looking to win their 18th championship, it should be like, the Lakers are looking to end this dreadful season that hit rock bottom okay. in the organization's history. Why do you gotta take it? I mean, listen, drastic. those are James Worthy's words, not right. ours. Right, right. Coming up tonight, the Lakers get ready to lose to the Golden State Warriors. Tip off at 4 o'clock. <laughs> no, they wouldn't play at 4. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Isn't the Saturday game at like 4 o'clock in the afternoon? 5.30. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Coverage starts at 4 o'clock. With, with Sliwa and Michael. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it like this. It'll start to have like um, these promos where it'll be like, uh, okay, here goes. Uh, Mission 18 is over. LeBron is so tired, he just wants a glass of wine. AD doesn't know what's going on. He can't get a shot in the fourth quarter. Russ is all of a sudden hurt when he doesn't play, but he's earned the right to close. Here come the Lakers and Golden State. Coverage begins at 4 p.m. Just ideas for promos. That's all. Take them for what they're worth. Nobody wants to use them. Should we have fans like call in and give us their own promos? That'd be fun. <laughs> right. Because right. Mission 18 has... No, uh, but you could still include Mission 18 as like part of it like in some way, shape, or form. But okay. you should be creative. But remember, you only have like 30 seconds. All and, right. You know, those promos aren't long. Right. You know? Here's this one. You ready? Mission 18 will begin all over again next season here on ESPN Los Angeles. What do you think about something like that? I mean, yeah. The sad thing is, <laughs> yeah. they kind of did that one already when we didn't win yeah. last season. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, they can just re recycle it, you know? So, uh, LA at LA Lakers underscore KB underscore 24 tweets me and says, 
Sedano, please get rid of those promos. I tell myself that every time I hear them. Two underscores in one Twitter handle? Yeah. yeah. Good good luck, pal. I mean, he's got 800 followers. Not bad for two underscores. I got to be honest with you. If he only had one underscore, he might be up to 1,600. And if he had zero underscores, he might be up to 3,200. I mean, it's hard to get LA Lakers KB24. I'm sure that's t- been taking a long time. Ago. I understand. Come up with something else. Well, you know, the funny thing fan. is they have changed them and they have updated them because I feel like they used to be a lot more optimistic. Now they're just kind of like, okay. Well, hey, the game's coming up. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Mission 18, it's kind of still out there, right? Maybe. It's not mathematically eliminated. There, there used to be, there were these promos that were running that were like, um, LeBron's got his ring. AD's won a chip, but Russ wants one. And yes, Carmelo wants one. one. Now yeah. it should be like, yeah, LeBron already got yeah. his. AD got his. Carmelo's Mello. not getting his. And, and, Poor Melo, you know, man. Russ- Melo is such a, like, such a great dude, man. Like, it's just, I do feel bad for Melo. Yeah, I feel bad for him too, because I mean, what he thought and what LeBron thought, and what I can get this championship from my friend. Well, not only that, but they yeah. also thought, you know, look, it's Dwight Howard, it's Carmelo, it's yeah. LeBron. These guys are older dudes, and and the storyline was, no, 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 they're not older. They're experienced, you know, experienced wins in the NBA. Well, no, it, it is true. Historically, you know, older teams are the ones that win. Well, not this old team. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Doesn't mean every older older team wins, but the yeah, most like the 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 Bucks when they won last year were, I believe, second or third oldest team in the league. That wow. Year. Hmm. So, I mean, it generally that is the case. So it's rare that young teams win. Um, I mean, I can't think of an actual young team like. If I had to think of uh, an NBA champion <sighs> that had think won. about those Miami teams. I mean, how weren't they no. a young team? Well, those guys were young, but they were. They, I mean, not really, man. Those guys have been in the league for like seven, eight years at that point. Like, right, but they were in their like mid to I mean, late twenties. They were in 20s. their late twenties. Right, late 20s. right. LeBron, yeah. Carmelo, Dwight. These guys. They were Trevor in their late twenties when those guys won. And these guys are in their fifties. Had the Suns won last year? Would you call them a young team? I feel like they're. pretty I mean, young. I guess the Warriors. The Warriors when they won the first one are probably the the anomaly. Mm. Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, remember when LeBron was tweeting things like "Come at me during the season. You'll see how old we are." Um, that whole thing went by the wayside because they yep. now look old. And LeBron pretty much said last night this whole thing about how tired he is. Yeah, I mean that that sounded like a guy who's like, you know what? I'm 37. When I was 27, I could handle this stuff. I'm 37 now. I mean, he, was, he didn't have to go that far. He was 35. Like he could carry the team like fairly easily. But this is not. But look, man, you just you you still need other players. Like I think that's the part of this that was misguided. To your point earlier, let's go to the phones. We got people holding on patiently. Let's go to uh, Michael and Compton. Michael, what's up, man? How you guys doing? What's up, Michael? Uh, you know, listen, I mean, I'm good personally, and I feel like Cap's good personally outside of his relationship issues, but but it, it's not a fun day. You know what I'm saying? Like, right now. No, it's not. What's wrong with my coach? Why hasn't he went off yet during the interview? I mean, he's just so calm and patient like this. We'll be okay. No, you won't. Where's his passion? When is he going to literally curse these guys out and get them to plan? Well, my, Michael, here, here's what I would say. Um, I mean, and I don't know Frank Vogel like super duper well, but I, I I've been around him a while now. Like and he I, behind the scenes, he is blunt, and in front of the camera, he's not going to try to embarrass anybody. And I, I don't blame him for that. Like I I think that players appreciate that. Um, you know, look, 
I mean, clearly he's blunt with Russ, right? Like, and Russ doesn't like it, and now he calls him him. Yeah. <laughs> he, him, the coach, he, him. Yeah. I mean, listen, um, you say that he's he's candid or that he's blunt, but with who? Like, do you, do you think that Frank Vogel says to LeBron, or you want to role play here for a second? You ready? I'll be Frank, you be LeBron? Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, go right? Hey, LeBron, I just wanted to be blunt with you for a second because I figure if I'm going to get fired, I might as well say what I want to say. Yeah. Um, okay. This is an embarrassment. This You should be ashamed of the roster you put together. Uh, well, no, I don't think that is ever being said. Oh, but, um, oh. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, you know, I mean, Frank, if you think that, you can get to, you know, I mean, you, you can go. Like, basically, <laughs> right, be right, the, so, so LeBron reaction. might fire him. <laughs> yeah, the reaction is, is get, get out. I mean, you're wasting my time. Get out of here. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I mean, he's – here's the thing about Frank. Here's what players like about Frank is that there's – there is – like, even almost to a T, right? Like, he will tell you, hey, you're, the plan is, you know, we expect you to play X amount of minutes, you know, kind of in and out at this time. Like, you know, he's pretty, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, detail-oriented mm-hmm. is what I would say. And so most players like that. Not according to Russ. Russ is like, man, I don't know where the lineup is. I don't know who's playing. Well, I, I don't mean, know what we it's going to be. I mean, this team has also kind of been a mess, like in the sense that it just the roster doesn't fit. And then there's injuries, so there's that. All right, let's go to Tony next. Tony, what up? Hey, guys. Uh, long-time caller, uh, first time getting through her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Tony. <laughs> Listen, you know what the Lakers need to do? They need to get back into the gym Russell Westbrook needs to take a thousand shots a day, and they got they got to have a full practice. Keep doing it, keep doing it until they figure out what's wrong. But get back into the gym because if they if they think they can win, then that's what they should do. If um, they don't, then don't practice no more and give up. To, give it up. Yeah, Tony, look, I, I'm with you. Unfortunately, the way that the schedule is these days, and thank you for the call. There's just not a lot of time for that. Anymore. I know, but today's Thursday. They played last night. They played the night before. Today's Thursday. Tomorrow's Friday, and they come out on Saturday against Golden State. They'll I, practice Friday. Yeah, I like what Tony's saying. Hey, no, hey, no, but they will practice. I understand. Friday, but, and but I'm saying NBA teams, much like NFL teams, like don't practice as well, NFL is different because it's more of the wear and tear. Although wear and tear plays a role in it too with the NBA. But I just think it's the truncated schedule now. But know? I like, like what Tony's saying. Like tomorrow, Coach Vogel, Coach, tomorrow, you got these guys in the gym. Hey, you got to run them, suicides, you know, whatever it is you got to do. You got to have a full scrimmage. You want guys to go after each other? I mean, just do something to shake it up. Or what, you want like the Pat Riley three-hour practice? Is that what you want? Well, I realize that in today's day and age, it would be very hard for the coach to go, I'm going to actually work you guys really, really hard here. Yeah. Um, and everybody else is standing there going, are you serious? Give me a break. Oh, you know what? My back is bothering me. I'll be sitting over here if yeah. you need me, coach. By the way, Kent McGrath with a tweet, Mission 18 reloaded, more like Mission 18 regressing. <laughs> um, so feel free to send your promos along on Twitter or call at 877 ESPN. That's so good. Mario has some ideas that none will make the air, but at least we can laugh for a minute on a day that sucks. Let's be real. Like it just it's not fun. Isn't it uh, interesting though, George, how How about can you save how what's interesting I for the can, next time? Because we're I can. way over the break. I can, but I'm just gonna yeah. tell you right now, it's a it's about the Rams yeah. and the Lakers 
and how the Lakers have overtaken the All right, Rams. we'll do that at 545 because we got everybody's favorite segment, Radio Tinder, up next in four minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. All right, Linz, what do you got? So, LeBron James may not be winning any awards or uh, titles, let's say, the season, but he has received his first Hollywood acting recognition, and he could win an award for that, which is a Razzie Award for Space oh. Jam, A New Legacy. The Razzie, of course, is their awards given to the worst of Hollywood. Oh, my. And the Warner Brothers sequel, which bombed at the box office, garnered a total of four Razzie nominations, including LeBron's nod, for Worst Lead Actor. Do you guys think that LeBron is still going to continue to act in movies despite his Razzie Award nomination? Cap, swipe left or swipe right? (laughs) I'm going to swipe right because I think LeBron is going to continue to act in movies. So I hope I swiped in the right direction. But I definitely feel, feel like LeBron came to the Lakers in part because... I've said this many times, he wanted to combine brands. He wanted to be in Hollywood. He wanted to be in the production industry. And no matter how badly that movie may have bombed or how many awards he gets and is ridiculed, I still think he's going to come back for more. So I'm saying yes, LeBron will act again. Um, Yeah, of course. And like, there's a lot of people that have won Razzies. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're there every year. Like... Um, and like, sometimes it's been like act people you think are really good actors well, or he hasn't that are won good it yet. So oh, he's only nominated yes. for a Razzie. Right. Yeah. He's a right. Razzie nominated actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's a, what I'm saying is there's a lot, like there's a lot of like actors who have been very successful actors, not the saying that LeBron is, but like, but I it's actually, like his first big role, right? Did he, did it really bomb that bad oh, at the yeah. theater? Really? I mean, I think well, that, it made money, though. Yeah, it made money, and it had a lot of uh, licensing deals and stuff like that. It sold a lot of merchandise, but mm-hmm. I think it also came out in a really weird time where people were still- like still the pan- pandemic-y. Yeah, yeah. still yeah. pandemic-y, yeah. and right. some people were going to the movie theaters, but they didn't really want to go to the movie theaters, so it was a weird time. But uh, my kids love the movie. Love it. And, you know, it's funny, because I know he was 
obviously like, you know, all lovey-dovey with Spolster when they were in Miami. Spolster said that. He's like, you know, he entertains my kids all the time. They're wa- they always watch his, they always watch Space Jam. And he did say, though, he did add, you know, despite, I, I guess, what the critics say about his performance. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I, yeah. So I watched it with my nephew, and he loved it, and mm-hmm. it made him a huge LeBron fan. Because he knows I'm a LeBron fan, but, like, Space Jam was, like, that connection for him. So he went out and got, like, the LeBron Space Jam shoes and everything. But to yeah. me, I feel like he, like, made it very difficult to watch, yeah. and I kind of fell asleep. <laughs> I think I also saw it on a plane, and I don't know that I finished it, but that's kind of par for the course. Like, Bugs Bunny, what are we going to do here? We're losing the game. <laughs> it's kind of like him. Really? Is that the way he read his lines? It sounded like it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't feel like it was like that either. And by the way- It wasn't that bad, but it was pretty you, bad. If you go, but man, if you go back, and I did, because my daughter asked me, can we watch the Michael Jordan one, the original one? And I said, sure. Like, Michael A. Jordan? seen it. Yeah, and I went back. It was awful, like really bad, like not as bad as I remember it being. Like it was, ba- it was super slow, and like I don't know, like I don't think that it was. It was bad. It wasn't. That Laura much fell better. asleep. Don't you yeah, remember, remember when Laura fell yeah, asleep? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The original, the original Space Jam right. was not good when I watched it back with my kids. Bill Murray really spiced it up, though. Yeah. A little bit, but it was like. Not that good. Like, I was kind of bored watching it. At least the LeBron one has all the bells and whistles, you know? Laura, when you fell asleep in your room, was that like the original, like, 11-11? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And your father was all upset because you didn't introduce him properly? Yeah. Yes. had some guy in your room? 11-11. It was an... We're not going over this. Dude, it's eleven yeah. eleven. Make a wish. He went in for a kiss. When you guys tell these stories, I feel so out of the loop. Like I have no oh, idea so, what you're well, about. Well, let's explain it then for you, real quick. Um, so perfect Laura, for radio Tinder. Laura had a friend that we it call uh, that we call eleven eleven because, as Cap said, you know, when Laura said eleven eleven, make a wish. Uh, he went in for a kiss, and then she was like, "Yo, we're just friends," and kind of put him in the friend zone. Yeah. Um, and then you know she invited him over to her house to watch Space Jam. And her Laura's dad was pissed because she didn't introduce him. And LZ and I and Cap were working together at the time. And we were like, yo, Laura, how can you do that to your dad? Dude? Disrespectful. Like, still the man of the house. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, just introduce him real I quick. I pay my bills, bro. I pay my bills. So that that's the story. <laughs> I mean, I do the same thing. Like, I, you know, when I, when I went home to, back to Ohio and I had a visitor and like the next morning, my mom was like, who's that? And I was just like, don't worry about it. You know? Oh, see, he didn't oh, stay, girl. Whoa. My parents Stayed would not over? let him stay. Yeah. No, 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 no. You, 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 you brought in a dude, and he stayed I've... in your parents' house in your bedroom with you. It's not my. It's not my bedroom. I don't live there anymore. But you know, your old bedroom. Your old bedroom yeah, yes. I mean, right. and I, I've known him for a very long time. So that's okay. Huh? Years, you know, been been, you know. So it's mm-hmm. it's fine. Uh-huh. I'm a grown woman. I can do what I want. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Thank you. This is my house. My house. I mean, listen, I'm just saying, as now someone who is the father of a young lady, I'm just saying, all I need to know is, yo, what's up? What's your name real quick? All right, cool. Just be, be cool. You know what? I've, I will never live that down because to till this day, he's still mad that I did not let him introduce himself to my dad. Oh, see, yeah. And that was the other part is that 11-11 was not happy about <laughs> I it. I will say, if that were if it were my dad's house, I would definitely do that. And, like, he's smart enough to know this guy smart enough to know like I have to be on my best behavior like he's such a what's the word he's just a schmoozer like oh I really like that guy like he knows he knows he knows what's up yeah 
All right, go ahead, Linz. Next, sorry. All right, so despite the fact that it's barely been a week since future Hall of Famer Tom Brady officially announced his retirement, TB12 is already teasing a potential return. Yeah. So speaking on the latest episode of his Let's Go podcast, Brady not only addressed the idea of returning to the NFL, but he made it sound like it's something he's actually considering, saying, quote, I'm just going to take things as they come. I think that's the best way to put it. Never say never. At the same time, I feel good about my decision. I don't know how I'll feel six months from now. It may change. It most likely won't. But I'll make the best possible decision I can in the moment. Do you guys think Tom Brady will ever play another snap in the NFL? Swipe left or swipe right Sedano? Oh, yeah, the Sedano sigh. That means he's got to really put thought into it. Go ahead. This mother bleeper. I mean, enough. <laughs> Just go away, bro. Just go away. Don't be like, you can't even go away right. What is it? Are you mad because, you know, you, you had your, you, you, your, your retirement scooped by Shefty in Darlington? Are you mad because the day that you did your official retirement, um, you know, the Patriots fans were all bent out of shape at you? And then, uh, and then the Brian Flores news came down, so you never got like a true chance to like, be celebrated in the way you wanted to. Oh, my God. Enough. Go away already. Yeah. I'm going to swipe right. Yeah, that was left, by the way. Okay, I'm going to swipe right here and tell you that Tom Brady's not really used the word retirement. Not that I've heard or seen. So here's the thing. There's a guy named Scott Zolak. He used to be a backup quarterback with the Patriots. Oh, my gosh. That guy is the worst announcer ever. He's such a homer. Well, they're all homers, but that's okay. He's the worst. He's the worst. I'm sorry. I actually think the best of them all homers is the guy from the Cincinnati Bengals, this guy Dave Lapham, who in the middle of a play, he yells and screams. But Scott Zolak, George. That would annoy me, by the way, as a play-by-play person. Yeah, but as a listener, I love it. Um, Scott Zolak, former Patriots backup quarterback, now radio color commentator, said this week in Boston, Brady's not going to retire, and that behind the scenes, Tampa Bay and San Francisco are trying to work a trade, Tom Brady for Jimmy G, and Brady goes and finishes his career with his hometown team, the San Francisco 49ers. I think Brady will play again, and I'm hoping that he does. I'm sure you are hoping that he does. You know, I think you might love him just as much as Scott Zolak Oh my God, you love him more than Giselle, I feel like. By the way, you were insulted though. Giselle's got the pants now, bro. It's over. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't get the call on that one. Well, I I, I say I'm rooting for the old guy, 44 years old, still throws for 5,300 yards. No reason to retire. He can keep playing. All right, last one here. A new study based on habits of remote remote workers found that wearing home attire seemed to make people feel more like themselves and more engaged in their jobs. the researchers concluded that the results suggest clothing choices, even for remote workers, are psychologically and organizationally impactful. Cursing is also on the rise in the workplace, and the study showed that swear word usage has increased about 60% from 2020. <laughs> well, high-performing team members are more likely to swear, joke around, and discuss non-work matters during work time. In short, they act more like friends than co-workers. Do you guys think that swearing and joking with your coworkers allows you to perform better at work? Swipe left or swipe right, Sinano? Yeah, I'll swipe right on that. I feel like if you're more yourself, you're going to be more productive. Sure, I could see that. What is your feeling about the whole swearing part of it with your coworkers? I mean, coworkers? I like to swear. So I, I mean, it just I swear all the time. I, I have to be very careful in two places. Here when the microphone is on and also in front of my children. 
But with that, what I end up doing there is I try to, if I curse, I try to curse in like Spanish. So that way, you know, they, you know, it, they it, learn the Spanish curse words. Right. And, you know, I don't know. I feel like that one's a little, I could get away with that one, you know, yeah. with my wife. Yeah. You know. I'm also swiping right here. I like the comfort wear of being at home. You know, I put on a nice schmata. You know what yeah. I mean? Like a yeah. like a day dress of some sort. What yeah. is a schmata? A schmata. Yeah. It's like a Yiddish for like yeah. a uh, like a thing you just wear around yeah. the house. Like, Hold on. I, is, I heard, I heard like Momo's Mumu? there. Yeah, Momo, Momo's do you here. own a schmata? Do you, do you own, a sh- own one? Oh, I own all of them. All of them. Yeah, all of them. Ramona's got a schmata? Yeah. So, I think, and by the way, cursing, I got to tell you guys, I go into these some of these Zoom meetings every day, and I'm like, I got to be on my best behavior. You know, I don't really know this person. All of a sudden, people start dropping F-bombs. I'm like, oh, this is like a long-lost brother. Yeah, so, there you go. So I think exactly. swearing and dressing comfortably is good yeah. for biz. Okay, I don't I don't go. curse on the Zooms, but like in general, I think cursing has definitely gone up during the pandemic. Yeah, I mean, I curse with the bosses all the time. All right, coming up next, Momo's in the house. We'll talk to Momo about this trade deadline um, debacle with the Lakers and then uh, everything else that went down as well. So. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. There you go, Laura. Oh, there we go. That only means one thing. Momo's in the house. <laughs> that sounds like a bad thing, but right. it's actually a compliment. Right. No, it's a great thing. Yeah. Yes. yes it's a great thing. <laughs> By the way, People, something that's- I'm friends with George. Don't worry. That wasn't an insult. I promise. Yeah, something that was. Uh, I mean, listen. You listen to the show. You get the. You, you got the reference. You you got to get the jokes. If you don't listen every day, you don't get the jokes. That's the way it works. You got jokes, uh, huh? That's by right. the way, speaking of jokes, I just saw this on Twitter. It just fired up, and I'll get to the Lakers in a second. Yeah. Um, ESPN just posted on Twitter a caption. You know how like the the analysts will say stuff and they'll do like the caption of what yeah. they said or whatever a quote panel. And uh, Tim Legler on Chris Stapp's Porzingis. I know he got nicknamed the unicorn because he's so unique, but he's also the unicorn because you hardly ever see him. Ooh. Yeah, it's kind of like Anthony Davis being called the cheat code. I mean, he was the cheat code, though. Yeah. He did win a championship. Right, right. He, so was, was that. he was. He's yeah. no longer the cheat code. I mean, he's cheatish code. Codish? Codish? Yeah. He's cheatish Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Momo, so how much uh, validity was there to this John Wall... Uh, for Russell Westbrook, but that Houston wanted the 2027 first rounder. They wanted some, however you want to phrase it, they wanted some incentive to do the deal, right? Because if you look at Houston's position, like John Wells on ice right now, like they don't play him and they're happy sending him home and losing and it's fine. So to get them to do something, you have to incentivize them. And the Lakers don't have all that much to incentivize them. Like it's, you know, I I had heard they they could do it for a pick swap. So I, I think that's been reported in weird ways um i don't know around but something like a pick swap like that's not even a first it's like a you know trade years for ours the better of the two or whatever it is um but um you know look it's i think there was a fundamental feeling within the lakers front office which is this is our team we haven't really had a healthy team all year long things are bad right now but you, they gave up a lot to get Russell Westbrook. They did. And 
um, I, I know it hasn't worked so far, but there's a feeling like why give up one of your only tradable assets, like your only good things, which would Taylor Horton Tucker, the first round pick, et cetera, to get to do an addition by subtraction trade. I mean, that's, you know, now I personally think John Wall's pretty good, don't you? I mean, you know, I yeah, think he's, a, he, he's certainly a better, way better defender. Yeah. Um, and he's a more traditional point guard. Yeah. Although he hasn't played all that much lately. Right. Um, so it's, you know, I think there's a sense of you have to think about the short and the long term. And if there was an impact move that, that really would help the team, I think they would do something. They would be willing to go there, but there was nothing really impactful. And so, look, they, they, I we wrote I wrote a story I don't know two three weeks ago and it was like this is your team this is LeBron Anthony Davis Russell Westbrook all got in a room over the summer and said we can make this work and now is the time to make it work now you can quibble with um, not trading some of the role players I still think there's a lot of movement that's going to be done um, you know this the, I don't I I you know they have to they're going to be a candidate for some people on the buyout market etc. but. Um, I, I, I guess I understand. I mean, if you, it's, it's hard to look at a team like this and say, well, coming into the season, this is the expectations and this is where it is now. But do, does anyone think that they're championship contenders with John Wall? Right? No. So in other words, like maybe hold on to that first round pick. Cause you don't have any other ones. Like, it's not like, you know, it's like when you're playing big stack poker, you can play you know, with a lot of chips, but they're not, they're playing with a short stack. They don't have a lot of options here. So but who do you think's really protective of? But who do you think's making that call? Because if you're Rob Palenka and you're thinking about 2027, mm-hmm. you may be thinking to yourself, am I going to be the general manager I of the team? I think Jeannie Buss is making that call. Okay. Because that if is not the kind of call a general manager makes. That's the kind of call a general manager makes when the owner's standing in the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because. You know, if you're trying to not just win now, which may be out of reach for this year, you got to at least be thinking about next year, which can obviously be addressed in the off season. Mm-hmm. But right now, just just looking at everything that's gone on, I wouldn't be worried about 27. I'm worried about today and tomorrow. Yeah. I look, you're right. I mean, the, you, you, there's the instinct of self-preservation has to be strong, which is why, like, I was sitting there and all day I was like, I can't believe they're not doing anything. Like, everyone in the league is like, the Lakers have to do something. Like, LeBron James stood in, on, in front of the cameras and basically said, we're not good enough and we have to make some moves. I mean, that was, like, his press conferences the last couple nights have been in, like pretty clear. Yeah, must um, see TV. Yeah, and uh, all of the press conferences the last few nights, <laughs> like night, right? Um, Poor James Worthy has aged like six years. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, I thought James had it had it rough when they were bad. Yeah, remember no. when they had like you know no. the, the they were losing. Oh yeah, the Robert Sacre years, basically. Yeah, yes. you know. Yeah. Um, the this is almost worse, right? Yeah, James um, said last night this is rock bottom, not of the year, like in the organization's history. I, I love watching James every single post game, but I don't think this is rock bottom. It can get worse. Really? Wow. We're not even to the this is not even this is not even close. They could be rock out bottom. of the playoffs entirely. They could be out of the playoffs. What what happens if LeBron or E D gets hurt or something? Oh what if they have a, a back thing that, you know what, we're we're not doing anything this year, might as well shut it down. That's what I was saying about LeBron earlier. Why not? Why not? Come Seriously. back next year. I mean let me ask you guys this question. Mm. I mean, Russell Westbrook. Um, two nights ago, he was so upset that you know he'd earned the right. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to reach a benchmark to be a, on the closing lineup. And then all of a sudden, the next day, meaning yesterday, all of a sudden he can't play. He's hurt. Oh, I think he was hurt. Yeah? I do think so. I've seen he looked hurt in that game. And also I saw him in that Clipper game when he actually sort of got hurt. The The difference is um, 
Russell Westbrook, when he's uh, uh, the guy, plays for everything, right? But when he's not the guy. Yeah, I mean, I you know, look, if the playoff spot was on the line last night, I think he would have played. But, I, you know, when you have a little back thing that can get worse and also the trade stuff, et cetera. But I, I don't think – I don't know. The, the vibe I got was that they were just not going to mortgage the future to try to get marginally better this year. They were like – this is you've made your bed sleep in it now. Like this is who's, that's the wait, message I've been getting for the past month. But who's who are you saying that you feel like the front office, call it Genie and Rob, yeah. are are looking at LeBron and A D and saying, You made your bed now lie in it? Or or hey, you guys brought him here, you guys fix it. Not so many words, yeah. I mean it's it, essentially, right? Um they can't you have to think about not just now, but in the future. And they've already done a lot. Now, I, you know, look, I'm in the NBA where teams make trades all the time. Or, you know, look, I just covered James Harden and Ben Simmons. And that's like a redo from last year. Like, think about that. That was like a total yeah, redo from last year. They were supposed to be swapped for each other in Houston. Yeah. yeah like, the, 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 the trade with Houston was, was Philly and, and Brooklyn competing for James Harden last year. And last year, Brooklyn got James Harden, and this year, <laughs> Philly did. I mean, it's yeah. people in the NBA do trades, and they have, to, they have to reverse them. They have to, you know, pivot from them. I mean, look, the yeah. Knicks were involved in – just went out and got Cam Reddish. Tibbs won't play him. And they were explored options to trade him because Tibbs won't play him. They didn't end up doing anything, but they considered it. But they couldn't trade Cam Reddish for less than what they traded for him. Right. They could yeah. not trade Cam Reddish for less than a first. They gave up Kevin Knox and a first. You right. have to get back what you gave up. Now, at least. Yeah. At least. And so I understand where the Lakers are coming from on this. And in some ways, like, it's interesting. It reminds me a little of the coaching search because – Hey, Momo, can, can, we have to go to break, and Laura's okay. going to get in trouble if we don't play these okay. commercials right, in this hour. So the way we get can you stick breaks, around for two and a half we, minutes? We yeah, get yeah, in yeah. Trouble. Okay. And then I might have to take a call, but... but uh, okay, no, well, if you got to take okay. a call, do your thing. Put don't it on speakerphone so all right. we can all hear nope. more, more with Momo, because I do have, <laughs> yeah. I do have Laker, a couple more Laker questions for you, and then obviously on the Simmons stuff, too. So we'll do that. We're back in two and a half minutes. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this, too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 